Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Voice of Adoptees, which brings together diverse and unique voices from around the world to share their stories. If you liked today's episode, remember to give us a like, subscribe, and leave a review. Here's your host, David Shunk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Voice of Adoptees. Today, we have a special guest. I'd like to welcome Nikita. He is going to be sharing a different perspective on his story as a Russian adoptee um, at a little bit of an older age. So we're going to hear about some memories, good and bad. He can share as much as he wants or as little. And um, we're turning it over to him now to introduce himself. Nikita, welcome. Go ahead and uh, why don't you just talk about yourself for a little bit. Hello, my name is Nikita Powers, and that was, uh, it's my American name. Nikita Powers is my American name. My Russian name would be Nikita Mama Deliv, and I was eight and a half years old when I was adopted. So uh, pretty young age, but still enough to remember a lot of things about what happened to me in the orphanage, the good and the bad stuff, so... I was adopted by uh, an American family who are uh, very religious. They, uh, I was raised in a very good home by them, and I was attending church with, uh, with them. And I would say that my family that I grew up with, that I got adopted with, are very loving and kind. Uh, that's really good to hear. Uh, definitely, you know, it's good to hear uh, positive feedback of uh, being raised in a good family. You know, you, you, we have yeah. so many different uh, stories of people with different, you know, experiences. So that's good that it was mostly positive. So um, what age were you when you were adopted again? I was eight and a half years old. Eight and a half. And where about where you were adopted from? I was adopted from uh tomsk siberia okay wow yep yeah so uh you like the cold or you like it hot outside <laughs> I, prefer, I prefer the cold yep. but not too cold you know when it gets into like 30s and 20s I th i'd say the 20s would be a little too cold got it but, okay yeah i'm not i wasn't like i didn't live there long enough to actually experience the all the cold weathers they've had so okay all right well that's interesting to know um so let's talk about you know let's start from the beginning um let's let's talk about the last memory you have of uh russia what's the last thing you remember what are some things you remember let's start there i'm okay. sure we'd be very interested to hear again share as much or as little as you'd like okay <laughs> oh the last memory I would go uh, would say is um, one day I was sitting in a uh, it was like a it was like a big living room. Well, it wasn't big because uh, I was small back then. It just seemed big back then. Uh, I was sitting in a living room. I think I was watching TV or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but one of the, one day. The uh, one of the like the they called them nannies. I don't know what it is in in uh, the word in Russian, 
but uh, they called them nannies anyways. We had a day a day care uh, giver and then a night uh, caregiver. And so they would switch off back and forth. Anyways, in the daytime, I was sitting watching TV and one of the nannies comes up to me and she's like, would you like to meet your mom? <laughs> and I, I looked at her, I was like, my mom. Wow. Like, I don't have any memories of my mom. And so I was talking to her for a bit. She's like, no, this, I'm talking about your adopted mom. You are being adopted. And I was like, I didn't know what to say. It was, it was really like shocking for me. I was like, okay, sure. Why, why not? So I go over and she, she takes me down to this, uh, downstairs to this uh different room because the orphanage was like at least four stories high if i can remember um and so she takes me downstairs into like this uh it looked like a conference room it was big and uh she she sits me down and then one of my other uh friends from the orphanage who is actually my brother now because we got we both got adopted at the same time oh wow he yeah and i basically went and we sat together and we were looking at each other like very confused we were like what is going on and so uh in that room we meet a couple of uh these people as we walked into the room we meet couple uh meet couple of these people who are now my parents and we look at each other me and my brother we we're like what who are these people and so the lady uh the russian lady explained to us that these are going to be my adopted parents and i was like okay interesting so then for i think some time we sit down i don't remember exactly how many I, it, it was like a long time, like five, six, seven hours. We were just sitting there talking and uh, getting to know each other and everything like that. And um, at, at the end of the, the conversation, uh, well, okay, so during the conversation, my my parents go and they they were uh, they had to have a translator, obviously. Uh, cause they spoke, they speak English. And so they go and as they were sharing about their life and their, uh, their, their situation, they were pulling out like pictures of my other siblings. Uh, so they were showing me pictures that I would be getting adopted with three Chinese girls. And then who else was it? Okay, I guess back then it was only oh, it was one American girl because they had they had three of their own, and then they were they so far have adopted three of their uh three of the Chinese girls, and that was it at at the time, and so they showed me all the pictures of their uh their family so far, and so I was like okay. That that's cool. That's pretty cool, you know. And um, at the end of the conversation, they uh, I don't exactly remember 
but um couple days later i guess they came back to visit me and my brother dima and so uh they came i guess they came out to go and hang out with us to see how because this time instead of they were sitting at the conference room they actually came inside of the orphanage where all the kids like I and my brother were playing and stuff like that, where we interact most of the time. Right. And yeah, that, was, that, that sounds about right. The, the first was more of a, you know, get to know each other. And the second is let's see you in your environment type of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So uh, so they came came by and they interacted with me and my brother and a lot of the a lot of the friends that I was uh, growing up with there. And so after a couple hours, I guess they, they, they let us know that they're going to go to a hotel and stay the night over there before finally, um, you know, actually, uh, cause they've, I guess they've already made the decision to adopt us. And I, I didn't know that though. They were just, I, I just, uh, the only thing I knew was like, these are your adopted parents, you know, and that was it, you know? And, uh, anyways, they, uh, they left. And then I don't remember if it was a couple weeks or like a month. I think it was a couple weeks. It had to be a couple weeks. Cause I, I doubt they would stay in a hotel for a month, you know? And so, I guess it was like a couple weeks later they came by to finally take us out of the orphanage, you know. And the day before they they finally adopted us, uh, one of my friends in the orphanage had a birthday. And I totally forgot about him having a birthday because we don't really celebrate birthdays there. We just... We we basically we're we're kids. We play around and we don't really know our age, you know, unless we ask the adults, you know. And so, uh, let me turn the on the light for a second. There we go. And so you're fine. So yeah, the day before they were they adopted us, they went and we hung out in like the the city center of Tomsk. And we went, they took us shopping, me and my brother. And then at the end of the shopping day, uh, man, I don't know how many clothes we got. We got like bags and bags of clothes, I guess, for the trip to ba uh, back home to where they lived. And so they, they bought like a cake. And I was like, what is a cake for? Who's, you know, whose birthday is, is this, you know? And so when we get there, we, I guess we get surprised by one of our uh, friends with the birthday that he had. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So we sat down and we enjoyed the cake and uh, the fun times together, you know, chatted, had conversations. I don't remember if we had tea or not, but the thing about tea is it's a big thing in, in, uh, in Russia. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's for sure. Yeah. Wow, that's 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 incredible. Uh, so you yeah. mentioned that um, your adoptive family came and they showed you photographs of the children, the other children that they already adopted as well. You yeah. said there are three from China. Yeah. So and then they had three of their own. 
Yeah. And now they're adopting you and your brother. Mm-hmm. So you have seven siblings. I did. And oh. then, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, they later on down the road when I was about, uh, I think I was like 11 or 12. Yeah. I think 11 or 12. They adopted an Ethiopian, uh, Ethiopian guy. His name is Josh. And uh, later on down the road after that, they adopted, after Josh was adopted, they adopted two more Russian, two more Russian uh, uh, kids from the orphanage, Raya and Attic. So now there is. Oh, you have 11 siblings? 10? Yeah. And, and then <laughs> oh, oh, no. That, here we go. <laughs> one more, one more Ethiopian kid. And he was the last one to get adopted. Wow. So you have 11 to 12 siblings? Yeah. That's in, that's honestly, that's a headache. Yeah. That sounds like a headache, to be honest. <laughs> wow. Well, hats off to your adoptive parents for, um, <laughs> first of all, putting up with all those kids and two for yeah. providing a home for all of them. That's, that's incredible. So, yeah. wow. So I, um, so to talk about your adoption and everything, especially Russia, because that, you know, that ties to you. Yeah. Have you had a have you had any conversations with um, your other siblings that were adopted from Russia about the orphanage or Russia or are some more interested than others or do you kind of ever share stories or ask questions? Kind of think about that. We, yeah, we when we were really close back then, years and years ago, because. How many there was? There's uh, me, Dima, Karina, Anastasia. McKin there was five of us that got adopted together. Uh, out of the same orphanage, five of us basically left the same day, out of the orphanage. Uh, four, uh, four, yeah, four of them live in Seattle area. I live in like Kelso Longview area, but when we were uh, adopted for years and years we used to talk about uh our experiences in the orphanage how we basically grew up you know and uh if we ever want to go back to to russia or go and uh see our uh meet or uh find our parents and relatives and things like that you know but as the days uh you know, as we got older and older, we got more distant and distant, except this for one for one uh, friend of mine. I already mentioned her, uh, Karina, that gave me the information for this site. She likes to keep in touch with me and talk about uh, our history and in the orphanage and things like that, you know, which to me, I don't mind talking about it it was there was bad things about it there was good things about it but you know so, but the other friends of mine from the orphanage we uh they don't really talk about things like that anymore you know they never try to bring it up yeah that there's there's yeah there's some there are some adoptees out there that just don't want to maybe it was a part of their life that they you know want to forget so yeah. they kind of just block it out and move on and you know so some of us 
get it some don't and but we, at the end of the day it's their decision we got to respect that you know not everyone has a happy story and a nice yeah. little sit around and have cake and tea ending you know i mean yeah. uh to put it that way but so that's interesting so with those conversations about russia that you said you know you were open open about sharing and talking about it reminiscing about it and thinking ahead even so if we think ahead for your story, are you still interested in going back one day? Are you still interested in finding any information? Or are you taking a break? Or is it was it like a certain period of time where you were really interested? Or then here we are now in 2023, and you got this war going on over there and all that yeah. crazy stuff. So like, what's your what's your thoughts on everything right now? And do you plan on going over? My whole time uh, growing up, was my uh i love my parents they're uh but i feel like i just never belonged where i am you know like they they did a good job of raising me and everything like that but i just feel like i'm not who i really am like i'm not an american person you know like i'm not like i'm not even though i uh understand the culture of america now but I still feel like there is something missing inside of me. And I do want to go back because uh, recently, a couple of years ago, I uh, found my uh, found my family. I found my mom and then I found my older sister and uh, her two nieces. And one looks like me when I was little. It, it, <laughs> it's always fun to see yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And but so that's great uh my older brother also they all live in russia right now and so um my oldest sibling would be uh, my older brother who is i think 39 now and my youngest sister is well she's my only sister that i know of she is 33 so and nice. i okay am, yeah 29 no i'm 30 right now i'm 30 <laughs> you want to check uh, how old you are again? <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it's, it's not um, for at least we're not 40 yet but don't worry the new 40 is apparently 30 or 35 it's weird i was actually uh at my doctor's office a couple weeks ago and they had literally a like a chart and it said 35 is the new 40 and i'm thinking is, was that a mistake or are you trying to tell people yeah, like no. you're getting older quicker <laughs> but um anyway so you mentioned um that you identify yourself more as russian but you say that yeah. you understand the american culture now i'm curious what is the american culture to you because i've never heard someone say that so i'm actually just really curious what you think it is because when, when i think of cultures i think of like deep-rooted historical meaning behind like you know you got like the chinese culture very very yeah, dominant you got yeah. russian culture you know very very dominant and english are known to be proper and then you have america which is like okay like what are we <laughs> um so i i feel like americans like they uh uh they don't really they have a like Okay, so you have in Russia, say in Russia and Mexico, uh, I, I've noticed a lot of those countries really, really are strong with their uh, family ties. They take care of their parents when they get older, you know, like they help their grandparents out, you know, 
But I've noticed here in America, I'm not saying every American does this, but I've noticed that a lot of Americans, they just put their grandparents in like foster, uh, not foster homes, but like caregiving homes. I was, I was going to say, I hope not. <laughs> but, I've noticed that. And yeah, like to me, it like that's not really rooted inside of me you know and it, it never has and i i want to like go back to uh to russia to go care for my mom because she's getting old right now even though she uh has issues with me sometimes we argue a lot all the time but you know she's still my mom and she gave birth to me you know so like i still want to go over there you know one day and uh visit my family and go help her out because you know what is she gonna do when she gets to the point where she's living in her house one day or her apartment and she all of a sudden because she climbs stairs to go to her apartment and one day like what if she as she gets too old to the point where she can't climb stairs anymore you know and she her legs just give out or something like that. And she just can't walk anymore. You know, they're just going to like, I don't know, you know? So, yeah. You know, it's interesting that. So it's, it's very obvious to me. And I think everyone that's going to listen to this is going to agree that you definitely have a much stronger tie to Russia than a lot of adoptees I've met so far. Just Based off the fact that uh, maybe you are older, you do have more of those memories. You know, I was adopted mm -hmm. as a pretty much a baby. So, you know, I don't know much uh, until I went back for the first time to reconnect with the family over there and all that. Um, so I'm curious, what does your adoptive parents think about all this, especially you, you know, having conversation with your biological mother and you talk about you're worried about her and that you want to go back to help her out? Um, have you told any of these uh, thoughts and like situations to your adoptive parents have you or have you kept this all to yourself i'm just interested to know how you're navigating both sides of the family uh so when i first met my uh my uh russian mom i kept it kind of on a low to make sure it wasn't like a scam or anything like that because you, you know, you never know, like anybody could be anybody these days, you know, and so I wasn't sure if she was actually my real mom, or if she's not. And then talking to her for about a couple weeks, I started to realize that this woman is actually my mom. And she has confirmed it multiple times. She sent me pictures of her when she was younger she sent me pictures of me when I was a baby and I'm like okay so the fact that you're sending pictures of me when I was a baby and the same the same thing is if I have the, the same pictures for some reason I guess the orphanage gave me those pictures when I uh when I was adopted and my uh my mom and my sister both have like similar pictures of me it confirmed to me that these are legit uh, relatives of mine, you know? Right. And, it was that confirmation you needed. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so uh, when 
it also confirmed to me that uh, my older sister, Larissa, has a daughter that looks exactly like me when she first showed me a picture uh, of her daughter. I was like, that looks like me when I was a when, when I was a, her age. And so my sister's like, yeah, I am your sister, like whether you like it or not, you know, like we don't know each other yet, but as time goes on, we will know each other. And my sister looks nothing like my mom. And I don't remember if my mom said she looks more like my dad, though, which I've never met my dad. My dad got killed in like a gang or something like that. So, um, yeah, so all those confirmations basically told me like this is my family like that's pretty cool and amazing how uh i i i'm getting to know like my blood family you know so right it, with with the new information that you were finding out of your russian family did you openly share that with your adoptive family did they ever ask were they curious or did they kind of just let you do your own thing or how did that work out? I, uh, I shared it with my mom after, after, uh, realizing that my family is my family and she, she wasn't mad and she was actually very happy for me. She was very shocked in excitement. Not, and like, I didn't know what she was going to uh, think about that, but I guess she was very, very happy for me. So. That's awesome. Now, it's really good to hear when the adoptive uh, parents understand and they recognize that, you know, that's it's important to you and they should honor that. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you would think that <laughs> when uh, you have someone who's adopting a child, you would hope that they're realizing, hey, I'm adopting a child. Yes, he's going to become my son or daughter. But you have to remember that child still came from someone else. And whether you not, one day they may ask about their blood and where they're yeah. from. And they have to realize that that's okay because taking away like a basic right of who you are as a person, just that's a whole nother, you know, <laughs> conversation yeah. but so back to uh your story so you're progressing along with this uh relationship with your adoptive family and your biological family that you're now getting into you're saying you want to go back to russia you're want to help your biological mother out um what what's your adoptive mother thinking about all this especially you going back to russia to look after the woman that gave birth to you she uh she basically she she understands that it's not in her power to do anything for me because i am 30 now you know but she as a mom can give me advice and be like okay if this is what you want to do we will respect that but you know just just know that we still love you and we care about you and uh, even though there's a war going on, she told me to be patient about it and uh, not go there until it's over because you never know. They might, like I've been hearing rumors that they might just randomly put somebody who is still a Russian citizen into like a war, you know? 
there's a lot of there's a lot of mixed uh signals and information i mean uh best thing to do is if you have any contacts in russia like family members or friends that you trust i'd ask them for the latest updated information um but on so on top of that when you so you adopted a Eight, you said eight and a half. Yes. Did, so just to clarify, you have not gone back since. No, I haven't. Okay. Um, did you keep your Russian passport up to date? No, and it expired. And I'm in the process of actually uh, uh, renewing, trying to renew my passport. <clears throat> well, not renew it, but I believe because it's been years and years and years. I guess I have to get like a a new passport, basically. Right. They only gave me the passport when I was like a little kid. Right. Right. Exactly. I don't, they... I don't know how that works, though. You know, like, uh, if it's expired, if you're like a little kid and it's expired after ten years, you know. Yeah. Uh, whenever you let the Ru yeah, whenever you let a Russian passport expire, they actually have to start a process called citizenship confirmation first. Ah, yes. So yes, what they yes. do? Yep, yep. They verify where you're from. You know that you're saying you're from. They look at your documents and they actually contact the uh, city or town village of uh, over in Russia to confirm that their records say the same thing that you were born there. And then after that stage is done, then they say, okay, you're actually still a citizen. Now you can fill out a passport application. Yeah. Uh, depending yeah, on the consulate or embassy. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. The process can take anywhere from quickly to years. There's been people all over. You know, they're all different times. Mine was fast for some reason. Others took years. And right now, I'm, I couldn't imagine. It's probably backed up big time. But um, anyway, so you're looking at wanting to go back um, ASAP, or are you going to wait until the whole conflict over there is dying down first? I'm waiting for the whole conflict to, like, die down. Okay. Yeah. Um, Have you thought about what you'd want to do when you go back besides visit your... Um, biological family is, is there any do you want to play tourists a little bit and go see the capital and everything or do you not even care? I, definitely want to do that. <laughs> I definitely want to go back to uh go back to moscow because when we were getting adopted by my adopted parents they that's what one of the places that they took us is uh moscow because that's i guess when you're traveling from russia the 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 stop that the the airplane makes is in moscow you know right because then they fly domestically to the cities yeah. that they need to get to that makes sense yeah, yeah. yeah. and a lot, a lot of the adoption agencies would then bring the children and the, the host the, the families to like you know the red square take a photo in front of yeah. the uh capital saint basil's cathedral and you know go to the goom get your free ice cream <laughs> yeah um but no that's great so right now you know do you do anything to stay connected to your Russian culture? Do you cook any of the foods? Do you like the language? Do you uh, do you constantly try to keep up with Russian language, or do you follow maybe Russian news? Or how do you stay up to date with um, your Russian side and your Russian culture? Well, I listen to a lot of Russian music. Uh, helps keep it fresh in my brain, and uh, I'm not like uh, I've gotten a lot better uh with my uh language through my mom and my uh sister 
I don't talk to my sister as much I uh, do with my mom. With my mom, we talk for hours and hours. But um, I am doing my best with the language, but I I don't do it as much as I should be, like learning new words every day, you know, and practicing those new words that I learn and actually putting them in, you know, putting them in practice but i do learn words here and there but not as as much as i should be and so uh when it comes to me talking to my mom in russian it's it's always a struggle i have to use a translator <laughs> but there is a lot now that i know than i used to when i was in let's see i think it was like when did I lose it? I lost my language when I was, I think, in fifth or, yeah, it was in fifth grade, I think I lost it, or fourth grade. Fourth going to fifth grade, I, I started losing it. And so by 11th grade, I started picking it back up slowly because uh, I had a uh, a Russian uh Russian friend that came into class one day I was because I was sitting in an English uh, English learning class ESL they call it and so he he uh, he came over and sat in class one day and I was I was looking at him I was like man I think this guy's Russian yeah. <laughs> I was judging him and then all of a sudden like he starts speaking in Russian I was like oh yeah I was right you know but he's not like he he's not Russian Russian, but he's like Turkmenistan, but they speak Russian. Ah, uh, yeah, one of the uh, for, uh, former Soviet Union countries. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's so interesting. He, I yeah. Yep. He basically uh, sat with me one day and helped me to read, write, and spell in Russian. You know, and my writing in russian is not good but my speaking and understanding it is a lot better than it used to be cuz i didn't used to know any almost anything in russian the only thing i used to know was privet and that was it yeah no <laughs> now it's like yeah my vocabulary is uh a lot farther so yeah that's awesome you know it's funny you mentioned that you know you uh, met a fellow russian back in like 5th sixth grader when you were younger right um yeah. same thing happened to me we had a russian girl come in and she was fresh from like st petersburg her family moved over not a yeah. word of english and my russian was terrible so i'm like oh you know this is cool like this girl's good looking and <laughs> uh, she's from where yeah. i'm from i'm gonna go right in and smooth in and nah it didn't work too well because when she didn't speak english i'm like well <laughs> hi i'm from smolensk and she would just stare at me. I'm like, yeah, this isn't going anywhere. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she never talked to me again. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that's that's really interesting. Um, so, in, to kind of overview a little bit of an overview of what we talked about so far, based off of everything you told me, would you say you are happy being adopted from Russia? Yeah, I would say that being adopted was a uh was a good choice that my parents made because as i was getting older th 
the or the way the orphanage works is as you get older that you get go into a different level of the the building so like say on top you had older kids the middle you had uh age group from that and then so and beyond you know and so eventually as you got like i think the 12 to 15 age you'd be put in the streets that's what i was told but um so my parents adopted me right before i was put into to a, a section of older people where you know there was more risks of being uh bullied and things like that right so, well, i guess it was a good time to get out when you did yeah That's, and yeah uh looking back at it now um my birth mom is a uh, uh, she's a Jehovah Witness, and compared to Christianity, they are completely different. Uh, completely different religions. Right. And um, it's just hard to deal with my mom sometimes, but, you know, I still have to love her and appreciate her for uh, giving me life, you know, and, uh, but, um, yeah, so I guess if I, my point is, I guess, if I stayed in the orphanage, sooner or later, they probably, my, my, uh, my mom would have found me and I would have grew grown up being a different religion and different uh different uh character i guess you know of who i am right now though but because i was adopted into this uh christianity family i was raised to know and live according to how you know, life is supposed to be like, like in goodness ter uh, term, you know, you, you live in harmony and peace with people and not live in anger and frustration and fight fights all the time, you know, harmony and peace. That's a, that's going to be the uh, name of the episode. I like that harmony <laughs> and peace. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, so that's good that, you know, your view on adoption, I'd say is very practical. That's what I come to turn. I think that's a pretty good way to put it. You know, you are old enough to understand where you're from. You are old enough now to look back on it. And you have this entire kind of 360 degree view that's finally come closed where you're comfortable with who you are and you're comfortable with navigating the relationship between the adoptive, the adoptive side and your biological side. And that's, yeah. re that's really important because, you know, some people just can't figure that out. And, you know, it's, that's impressive. And especially with your 200 siblings, you know, that's pretty, uh, I'm sorry, it was like 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, that, that's really, that's really cool. So, you know, um, so on top of all that, um where are you right now uh you know in life what what, what what's your five-year plan you know what are you, what are you up to these days um 
I'm gonna try to pay uh pay off most of my most of my bills or if if not all of them. Uh, cause I, I'm not living in a house right now. It's, I live in an apartment, so I don't have to worry about paying off my house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the market's terrible right now anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, I definitely want to go back and, you know, visit and get to, uh, really understand, you know, slowly understand the russian culture again like introduce it back into my life before i decide to know to to like you know go back and actually finally live it you know right you kind of want to get a little bit of a preview of what it would be like yeah yeah yeah. now how you okay wow yeah what i can do here is not always accepted in like a different culture or a country, you know. Absolutely, oh, especially Russia. They're very, yeah. very strict yeah. on certain aspects, definitely. So, are you an? Um, do you have a lot of friends that are Russian? Do you have like a local Russian community, or do you mainly discuss uh, anything about orphanages, or you know, your story, or anything Russia related with uh, just other adoptees? Is there like you know, do you have a go-to group of people? Um. Well, Karina is my only one right now. Um, the other ones don't really talk to me anymore. And I go to uh, I go to a Russian church here uh, where I live, and so uh, I feel I feel more comfortable if I'm surrounded by uh, uh, Russian people. You know, I'm not. I don't, I'm not usually comfortable if I'm surrounded by like Americans or uh, not saying that they're bad people, you know, it's just, uh, I feel more comfortable. I'm more open to people who are like in the same background as me, like Russians, you know? Yeah, I I totally understand that. And that's, you know, I'm glad that you shared that. That's something that, you know, um, some people are going to feel that way and you know you shouldn't be ashamed to uh feel the way you do so it just makes mm-hmm. sense um that's that's awesome so i'd like to just leave off with um a couple more sentences from you if you could wrap everything up that we talked about uh this evening what are some things that you'd like to share to everyone like what's your message if you were to want to tell everyone my message for everyone would be even though there has been bad things happening to your life as you're getting older there's always a brighter future in the end of the time tunnel you know so don't always give up on life and think that life isn't going to go your way you just basically dust the dust the dust off your shoulders and you keep moving forward you know you you just you're, you look forward instead of looking to the past of what happened to the what happened to me in the past you know you still can keep those memories but don't like rely on the memories to get you into the future you gotta look into the future to get you into the future you know uh, that was wonderful that was very very well said 
Nikita Powers, everyone from Washington State in the United States this evening. Thank you so much for joining us. This episode will be online at www.voiceofadoptees.com. We're also available on all the platforms, iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. We'd like to thank Nikita one last time for being with us this evening. And as always, adoption is great. Adoption is something that is hard to understand, but if you find the right people, you can come to your own conclusion about how you feel about adoption. Have a great evening. We'll see you next time here with Voice of Adoptees. Good night. Thanks for listening to Voice of Adoptees. Please take a moment to like, subscribe, and leave a review. See you next time.